Welcome to the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata, a coach for women who want to live their best life wherever they may be. If you want to hear real stories about people living life their way, and you want to learn about having more peace of mind and confidence, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you'll enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata, a coach for women here in northern Japan. Thank you so much for joining us today. I have another wonderful interview for you. And today I'm going to be interviewing Kristen McQuillan. Now, you may know her if you <laughs> if you are on any of the um online business groups here in Japan, you may know Kristen, she's very active. And she tells me that uh, she can list 64 different jobs that she has had been paid for so far in her life. And I really thought that was very, very cool. There's no need to just like tie yourself down to one thing or to think about, well, maybe there's only one thing for me to do in this life and I'm not doing it yet. What could that be? So I think that's really, really inspiring. Uh, Kristen does a lot of things, as I've just said, but at the moment, she's focusing on her art classes and yoga classes. So I hope we can talk a little bit more about that in the episode. So let's get started. And Kristen, come on down, (laughs) join us here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Jane. I'm excited to be here and a little nervous, to be honest. Usually I'm on your side of the microphone. Oh, really? (laughs) Tell us a little bit about that. Well, way back when, before podcasts were really easy to do and popular, um, some friends and I in Japan started one called Hanashi Station. And it was like 2005. It's gone now. I think you might be able to find it on the internet archive, but it's long gone. We went out in the field and recorded things, interviewed people. It was really fun, but it was so much work. (laughs) Sounds like it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And back in those days, like, how on earth did you distribute the podcast. Oh, there was nothing like we have now. We had a website and we had an RSS feed and we told people about it. And yeah, that was probably one of the reasons why it did eventually fade away. Sure. <laughs> Not enough listeners. What a groundbreaking thing. Hanashi Station. It was good fun. Imagine if you'd done it now. <gasps> it just like, You just push one button and then you're distributed to so many potential places for people to hear. It's so I am easy, right? loving this setup. It's so much simpler. I can only imagine trying, like the interviews we did back in the day, we actually had to get in the same place with somebody, <laughs> set up microphones. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I know. Would not fly today. But wow, we could have interviewed so many people. Yeah. <sighs> now I'm dreaming of podcasts, but I am too busy to do podcasts. So I won't distract safe. you from all of the other things that you're doing. But yeah, total groundbreaker in the podcasting world that nobody knew about. Did you say 90, what, 19? No, it, was, it wasn't quite that early. Okay. It was about 2005, between 2004 and 2006, we, we had shows up. And there was a whole okay. group of us yeah. um, that grew out of a different group of bloggers. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, because my husband was listening to podcasts in 2005 or six, So I knew of podcasts then because he used to listen to them every time we'd get in the car he'd be listening to podcasts on his little i something (laughs) (laughs) what did they used to call those things ipod Uh, an ipod was it an ipod a little ipod yeah he used to listen to his podcasts on so i would i've known about podcasts for a long time he used to listen to like newsy newsy ones in japanese at double speed and so i would have to listen with him you would think my my listening comprehension for Japanese would be excellent. The amount of hours I've spent listening to news in Japanese on double speed. Maybe um, no. maybe only when people speak twice as fast as they normally do. Wow. I d- yeah, I just You'll have to have test no that. <laughs> I think we're both really good at blocking out each other's things. Do you know what I mean? Like now I just don't listen 
I just block it out. Yeah, it's just sort of zone out. Um, but yeah, luckily in this day and age, we have things called AirPods that you don't actually have to listen to. What you know, other people can listen to their own thing and not have to inconvenience everybody else with what they're listening to. We can you all know. be in our own little yeah audio world. There's a good points and bad points there, but oh well, I digress. Yeah. So um, yeah, tell us a little bit about how you came to be in Japan and what you do today. Well, when I first came, that was almost 23 years ago. Um, my husband and I, he's also an American, so we came here already married. We were working for an international investment bank. And we were supposed to be here six months. Oh, But wow, Japan is interesting. And when we were done with our six-month project, they asked if we'd stay a little longer. And a little longer turned into a lot longer. So here we still are. Um, Japan's never boring. Even when I think I'm kind of settled in and everything's cool, I learn something new and suddenly it's not not what I thought it was. Surprise, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like um, you live your life and in Japan and then suddenly another layer of the onion or whatever is peels off and you're like, holy moly, mm. I exactly just been totally not well embarrassing myself for the you know <laughs> I yeah, didn't no, know yeah, that that was not what you do absolutely correct totally yeah. embarrassing myself pretty much for 23 years straight and you know what it's humbling and it's okay it's good in fact i think it's too easy to fall into a pattern of thinking we're doing great and being self-assured <laughs> sometimes yeah. you need to get smacked down a little so that you can build yourself back up have you got any really good Good stories like that. Like oh, we're like later you're like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, like every time I open my mouth to speak, I say something stupid. Catherine Gronauer, who runs Thrive Tokyo, is sending out these emails this week that are telling stories. She's such a great writer. Uh, she's telling stories of cultural dissonance, um, focusing on on office people, you know, going into mm -hmm. a meeting and giving a Great presentation, then nobody has any questions, and it's total dead silence. And I am relating to those so much. Okay. You know, I think I haven't had any exceptional experiences. I've just had the same ones that everybody's had of just not understanding what the Japanese cultural norm is sometimes. Yeah. And five years ago, my husband and I moved from Tokyo, where we lived for 17 years, out to rural Japan. And I thought, oh, okay, this is going to be good. I grew up in Pennsylvania, in a rural place, in the middle of the mountains. And so moving out here to really rural Chiba, I'm in the middle of the mountains again. I love it. But I'm finding myself getting stuck in that, that Japanese culture trap, sort of, again, because everybody here does things the traditional way. Um, lots of consensus, lots of community mm. work. Yeah, it was a little surprising how how I have a choice of either being part of the community or being not connected to anybody. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like you think, especially if you potentially lived in Tokyo in an apartment building where that's not really an issue, mm -hmm. I think. And even here in Fukushima, if you live in an apartment, you don't own your property, then it's not really an issue for you. But as soon as you start to own your own property and if it's a house, then you are part of a community and there is some community activities that are compulsory voluntary exactly <laughs> that you just have to do and um, we've got coming up in April this year we are going to be the boss of our block oh fun the hancho right it's called yeah. the hancho here we're it's our turn to be hancho and you know the only thing i can say is thank god we've lived here for 10 years already before we had to do this and so i've got a good idea of what someone needs to do when they're the hancho family but one of the things you have to do is have the rubbish collection point outside your house for a year oh and wow <laughs> so people are coming past your house pretty much every morning to drop off their trash and you have to deal with it if people can't sort their trash properly. Yeah, fun times. Anyway. Okay. You get I'm, to be Gomi Obachan. Yeah, Look yeah. I you. get to be like the grumpy Gomi Obachan because <laughs> I'm a pretty good Gomi sorter. I can sort my Gomi the best of probably anybody on this block, I'm pretty sure. 
after Ooh. 23 years of living or 20 years of living i'm just taking your years of living in japan and just made them my own it's only take like them 19 i think um but yeah 19 years of sorting trash in the city i'm pretty good at it now um there's still people who can't manage to do it apparently from what i've seen so it's going to be fun and there's going to be some interesting things but i'm just not going to get too involved in it i'm going to let my husband take take the the reins on this one his country and all and I was taking one for the team when we were in Sweden. I was doing all the stuff because it had to be done in English, right? So now that we're back in Japan, I'm like, you can take one for the team <laughs> on I'm, this. I'm sure he will acquit himself well. And if I can make a recommendation, get some stickers printed that have, oh. oops, your trash isn't right on them and some cute little mascot. <laughs> well, the city does that. They will stick tra- stickers on your trash. It's just a matter of figuring out who it belongs to <laughs> or just leaving it there for them to pick up the next day. Anyway, oh my goodness. You'll digress. learn, you'll learn yeah. all kinds of things about your neighbors too, was, won't you? Yeah, when scary. they put out their big bottles of yeah. big bags <laughs> of beer bottles. <laughs> and, like, and, exactly. yeah. and I've heard of people who will not put out their alcohol bottles and things because they don't want to be judged by their neighbors. They will like take them to somewhere else to dispose of them they will load up their car and take it to a recycling depot rather than put them out in their neighborhood in case they are <laughs> judged by their neighbors for their alcohol consumption. Oh my. True story. Yes. Living in the countryside, yeah, you suddenly become part of a community, not potentially what you wanted, or, but, you know, and often it's fine. You know, often it's actually fun. The there end. are wonderful parts of it, and there are definitely not so wonderful parts of it, because you don't really have a choice about who your neighbors are, and mm. you're all part of the group, whether you want to be or not. So, yeah, some of my neighbors are fantastic, and I love them, and others of my neighbors are not. And that's yeah. just how it is, like in any yeah. community. Yeah, I um, I have wonderful neighbors as well, and actually... One, my most wonderful neighbors are the neighbors that I got whose home was swept away in the tsunami that happened in March. And they moved and rebuilt their house across the street from me. And they really teach me a lot about what it is to be a good neighbor in Japan. They are so kind and generous and accepting and helpful, not just to to me, the, the foreigner across the road, but to everyone around them. I see, you know, the way that they interact with all of the neighbors and I'm like, "Mm, okay, I can't be that good, but I'll try. (laughs) I can try a little harder. Um, So yeah, it's, it's really nice to have someone show me, show me the way in a, in a traditional sense. A true inspirational example. Yeah. An inspirational example. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah. So now you're in the we're going to call it the Inaka. Throw some Japanese words around yes. on the show. Um, you're in the Inaka. And so what do you do out there? Oh, my God. Surely your life is over once you leave Tokyo, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Just absolutely. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't go out to a cafe and there are no museums. And the closest movie theater is an hour and a half drive away. So, oh, my goodness, what could I possibly do? Hmm. Mm. I guess I'll just have to entertain myself. So I do. <laughs> right now, I'm, as you mentioned, teaching yoga classes. I have been teaching yoga online since March 23rd last year, and for about seven months before that, every single day. So every day at 7am, my crew of mixed, interesting people come online with me, and we move around our respective rooms for an hour, (laughs) and then say goodbye until the next morning. Um, anybody's welcome to join. So, hey, if you're listening and you want to do yoga with me at 7 a.m. Japan time, uh, mm. I'll give Jane a link or something yeah. and you can join. It's free. I take donations, but it's free. <laughs> I do this for my own sanity. I'm, it's something I'm actually really proud of, not because my yoga is fantastic or, you know, I've become way more flexible or strong, although I've seen improvements there, but because I've done it every day. I haven't stopped. That I've is done amazing. With migraines, I've done it through grief. I've done it through like every adverse condition you can imagine and in joy and in love and in calmness and peace. And it really has carried me through some of the more difficult days of this past year. I can imagine. But yeah, what an amazing 
thing to have like supporting you and that you have done yourself. Yeah. And I had no idea that when I started this, you know, like I was doing yoga with a group of people every morning in person, but then the pandemic happened and okay, well, we really shouldn't meet in person anymore. So I pulled it online and I really didn't think I'd be doing it almost a year later every day still. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of proud of myself for my persistence. Yeah. That persistence, it really pays off. Yeah. Um, you know, even if the only benefit is that you feel better, that's amazing. Yeah. And I know that the people that I practice with regularly, not every, not everybody comes every day, but mm-hmm. most people come most days. And, um, today we had, it's, we had a journaling day. So I go through not just physical movement, but we do meditation and journaling too. And today was journaling today. And our prompt was envision yourself a year from now. And every person who shared their journal imagined themselves still doing yoga with me a year from now. Mm. Wow. Including me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I think we are in this for the long haul, which is really good. I'm, I'm very grateful to the people who come and join the class. That's so cool. How many people do you normally get, like, just on an average day? On the average weekday, it's me and another five. Mm -hmm. Um, On the weekends, a few more people come on holidays, sometimes a few more than that. At the very beginning, um, because everybody was locked down, and we in Europe and in America as well, I had people coming from all over the world, and we have had as many as 20 people in the class. Wow. Which, you know, it's a Zoom class, so there's as much room as we need. Yeah, yeah, well, it doesn't <laughs> matter, does it? Yeah. No, it doesn't. It's kind of cool. We've had people from New Zealand and Australia and the U.S. and Canada and all over Europe. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun class. My style is kind of weird and out there, and my cats often interrupt. Um, this morning, the cat decided to lie on top of me during Shavasana. <laughs> So yeah. it's very real then. It's not, it is very real. It's not scripted and <laughs> Oh no. No perfected. No. Yeah. no. We do the same sorts of things. We have the same beginning and the same ending most classes to keep things kind of easy to remember. But then in the middle we do all different kinds of things. It's a mix of Hatha and Kundalini and we do meditation, laughter yoga. It gets boring if you do exactly the same thing all the time, so I try to make every day a little bit different. Yeah, like I see you actually take some time and plan out things. Like it's not just you just show up and do yoga. Like you actually have been making it work by planning out what's happening each day in advance and people can see. So if you do want to come on a certain day and you can't make the other days. Yeah, I yeah, you can um, sort of see what you're showing up for. That's really good. Yeah, I have I try to make a calendar at the beginning of the month. And each week has a similar pattern. So Fridays are always journaling day. Sunday is meditation. We do core work on Wednesdays. The other days vary. Oh, pranayama, breathing exercises on Thursdays. So I know, you know, our weeks have a structure, but then each week, you know, the pranayama, the breathing exercise we do is going to be different from week to week to week. And we might cycle back and try the same ones again in a month or two months. So that's mm-hmm. there's variety, yeah. but there's structure too. That seems yeah, to work. Like a beautiful combination there. Yeah, it, it works for us, I guess. Works for yeah. me, <laughs> and yeah. I kind of do it for myself. And everybody else just gets to come along for the ride. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah, do something for yourself, and other people will still benefit from it. And that's kind of like me with this podcast as well. <laughs> I primarily do it for myself almost to get to know people to to find out what's happening in, in Japan and a lot of other people get to listen in on our in our conversation and that's really really cool as well. So it's kind of similar. <laughs> I think the things we do for ourselves carry through to other people when we share them. Definitely. And they tend to last longer yeah. than things you're doing just for other people. Right. Really. Or because you have to or yeah. It's it definitely if you're happy, then everybody around you is happy. That extends to work and play and everything in life, I think. Yeah, so if you'd like to join Kristen's Daily Yoga, anyone is welcome. You don't have to be in Japan. You could be anywhere in the world. You can find the link in the show notes, which I will uh, provide for you. And as she said, it's free, but she accepts donations as well. So, yeah, show your love if you join. 
and keep it help Kristen keep it going by yeah keeping I think it also I mean, I know you show up for yourself but also knowing that somebody else is coming on those tricky days must it really keeps, help you to get it there, keeps right? me accountable yes yeah. because if I didn't have other people I was you know leading through yoga I probably wouldn't show up every day exactly in fact I absolutely wouldn't because let's just face it I'm kind of lazy and a little givey uppy <laughs> oh, I'm the same. I'm if I have someone to show up for, I'll definitely show up for them. But if it's just me, it takes a lot more of my willpower to get it done or get there. So yeah, it makes it easier for you, doesn't it? To have why is that though? You know why is it that we need other people to help our accountability for ourselves? That's just terrible. That's not terrible. It's just who you are. <laughs> I guess we're all like that because I don't know anybody who shows up for themselves consistently without any other accountability. Uh, there are those people really? and you will notice them and you'll just think that they're just like superhumans or something. Oh, yeah, But actually they, they have that and that's their, almost their character. And I'm not going to say that, you know, that it's okay to be this or that, but what I want to say is that we just, sometimes we just need to accept that about ourselves and make it work. Because when you're fighting it and trying to do the other way, that doesn't work for you and you end up in a big depressed heap because you didn't get it done, that is not productive. But if mm. you just found that external accountability, you would be much more successful and in a better place. That is mm. true. So if you can accept that about yourself. And okay. I do. Because look, yeah. here I am a here year later. Yeah. Yes. And, and just say, okay, this is what I need. I'm going to make it work for me and just be lucky that you're one of those people who can do that and not someone who just resists all expectations. True. And there are those people as well. Oh, that's got to be bad. <laughs> be I'll put a judgment a on that. Tricky. That has got to be a challenging life. <laughs> challenging, more challenging, definitely more challenging. So yeah, don't, yeah, don't feel bad about that. Yeah. Make it work for you. I do. And yeah. it's, it's good. I know that if somebody else is turning up or even if they, they might turn up, I will be there to make sure that they have a good start to their morning or for my friends in the U S who are mostly on the West coast who joined my class, a good start to their evening. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And you've also been doing online art classes, which I had the pleasure of taking part in one. Yes. Um, and that was back in November. That's right. You came to the November version of that class. Yeah, it. we did like, um, what was it? The it was a theme word, the, theme theme, word class. Theme yes, word one the little word. That That's was a right. really fun class to do. I just taught a class yesterday that I loved, and I'm looking forward to get it on getting it on the schedule again. Um, we made heart maps, so drew maps of our emotional landscape. So most of my classes, art classes, are like that. They're kind of they're called drawing meditations, which is to be honest, a terrible name because it triggers people who think they aren't artists and it triggers people who think they can't <laughs> meditate. But the idea is that you can do both. In fact, it works well when you do both together. Um, I, I am so tempted to change the name, but I've had this thing going on, this project going on for almost six years now. Um, Tracy Northcott and I started it when, uh, I don't know why. We, drew, we made a coloring book with audio meditations. So recorded scripts that I had written. I drew the coloring books, book pages, we put together kits and sold them. And it kind of just, you know, didn't really take off too much. We sold kits and it was fun. And I did a few classes in person, but this past year when we've had a little more time, um, and energy to focus, we re thought what we could do with it. We still have kits. Um, but now we also teach online classes. So I've got a variety of different topics. Each one has some art and some insightful meditation. Um, coming up in March, we have uh, on the spring equinox, a tangle art class. Tangle art. So tangle art is sometimes known as Zen doodling mm -hmm. or Zen tangling. Um, and it's just pen on paper making repeating shapes and patterns. It's very soothing very meditative. It puts you in a flow state. And I usually do a guided meditation with it to help, I don't know, direct thoughts in one way or another. Um, sometimes thinking about where you're going in life or who you are or who you'd like to be, that sort of thing. A lot of inner work and kind of 
woo-woo, but <laughs> but it actually almost always works to get some interesting insight into who you are and where you are and what you want to do. Yeah, I, that's that's exciting. Okay, so that's the Tangle Art coming up in March around the equinox. Yes, um, and I've got other classes too. <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day, we're doing a drink and draw because what else do you do on St. Patrick's Day? Well, you drink. But since we can't go out probably still um, in crowded places, we can draw instead. I don't have a theme for that one yet. I've kind of letting that one, I don't know. Well, people can get their we'll own green beer and join Exactly, and maybe, and maybe some green pens, and we'll see. <laughs> Usually the drink and draw classes are short exercises, that just get a little bit weirder and weirder as we go on through the evening. Mm. Mm. So I, yeah. So if you were triggered by either of those words, drawing, uh, what was the other one? Meditation. Mm. Yeah. As a um, non-drawer myself, I have to say that I was a little bit, um, what's the word? Hesitant to, to sign up for a drawing class, given that I'd never been to a drawing class. I don't normally draw, don't normally have, do much in the way of art creative stuff in my you know in my daily life so but something about the the combination of drawing and the one little word like choosing your theme word for the year sort of caught my attention I sort of could get over the the drawing aspect to sign up for it and just to see what happened and apart from you know having to steal my children's coloring in pencils for this activity <laughs> to get the, the, the things we needed. All you needed was some coloring in pencils, right? Mm-hmm. So, and a piece of paper and a circle or something was that's all you needed. I thought, you know, there's a really nice combination of being together, even though we weren't actually together, we were online, being in an online room together, having that time set aside for creativity and no getting out of it because you'd paid and you signed up to join this thing that you were going to turn up for was really nice. Even though, you know, I didn't call myself a drawer, I managed to create something that I was quite happy with. And I still have it. I might put a picture up in the show notes if anyone wants to see what I drew. It was oh, like a should. sunset or something. What did I? We were drawing skies that night. Skies, that's right, skies. Yeah. I've still got it here in my... I remember your sky. It was beautiful. I think it was either, I think it was a sunset. Yeah, I'm just looking at it now. Um, And how I remember the sun setting here in Sweden um, when we went to stay out at one of the outer islands of Gothenburg City. And Mm. just how quickly the sun goes down. And you can see it because it's on the west coast, right? So the sun's literally going down in front of your eyes. It's just amazing. And so I drew a sunset like that. Somehow, with no drawing, you know, it, this is the words I'm using with myself, which are not terribly helpful, but with no drawing talent, <laughs> I managed to draw something. So um, even if you think you're not a drawer, but there's a little voice in your head saying, oh, I just would like to have a go or it's, um, yeah, see what happens. These are super low stakes drawing yeah, classes. Yeah. Nobody ever needs to see it. Or maybe you want to share it. There, I try to keep it, you know, we're not doing exquisite oil paintings here. We are drawing skies and making marks on pages. And, you know, occasionally we'll get into something a little more technical perspective. Drawing in perspective is actually a really fun class. It's kind of mathy and kind of arty and it's a brain challenge. Yeah, yesterday, like I said, we did maps. And the range of maps that came out of class, some were really like just blobs with words on them. And they were great. And other, like one of the maps is all like little, little houses drawn and trees. Everybody got into it in their own way and it was all good. So there's no, and there's zero judgment. Nobody's going to come in this class and say, oh, you really could have done that better. No. The only person who ever does that is the person who drew it themselves. Yeah, so if you ever had a bad experience in art class in school, this is not that at no. all. This is not. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. Yeah. Um, yeah, I loved how we did something that was was specific, you know, a sky, okay, just a sky. And also, but I did learn a tiny technique or a small drawing technique, which was, you know, how to layer pencils, colored pencils and shade 
in layers or something. Yeah. Is that what, that's what we were learning? Yeah. We were, <laughs> I we think that's what we learned. Shading but, and blending. Yeah, we learned shading and blending. And it's just one of the many, many skills that there obviously are when it comes to drawing. And if you've never learned it before, it's like, wow. Right. And even if you have learned it before, it's a fun chance to practice it. Mm. I try to keep things kind of chill, <laughs> not too, not too complicated. One skill at a time is enough, you know, and yeah. you're right. Trying to choose something specific to work on is, is usually the best way. Yeah. So at the end of the class, what's well, an hour or 90 minutes? It was it? a 90 minute class. 90 minutes, yeah. End of 90 minutes, you have something to take away with you a small drawing or a map or whatever it is. It's really, really fun. But also you get to meet other people when they're doing it with you to have a chat and a chance for connection as well over it. And yeah, you don't have to show your picture if you don't want to, or you can. Yeah, it was really, it was really, really fun. And it helped me to find my word or theme word of the year, which I don't believe I've actually told anyone about on this podcast this year. Well, um, why don't you tell us? Yeah. So it's an excellent chance to share it with you right now. So what, we did was, you know, we had this massive list of words to choose from, didn't we? And we were sort of mm. picking out some that resonated with us more than others. And then we left them and did our work, uh, did our pictures and came back. And the thing that just really sort of blew my mind was that I had this list of words and I was like, yeah, they're all good. Yeah, yeah. Went away, did my picture, came back and I was like, no, it's this one. It's, it just, just really popped out to me. It like literally jumped off the page at me. And that word was radiant, which is kind of looks a little bit like my sunset, which I've drawn this very radiant sun at the bottom of the sunset going down below the horizon. Anyway, so I've chosen this word radiant and how my theme for this year is how can I, what can I do to be more radiant, um, whether it's through health or self-care or challenging myself to do something that is going to leave me feeling uplifted when I get to the end of it, that sort of thing. So, yeah, that's my theme word for the year this year. Yay. Radiant <laughs> is a, radiant is a lovely theme word. It has so many good, warm, bright connotations. Yeah, also included in that is to sort of shine some of that radiance onto others as oh. well, whether it's my family or my friends or my podcast listeners share that radiant, radiant, radiance. <laughs> Is that the word? Yes. <laughs> Losing my English ability. I know we all do a little bit every day that we stay in Japan. Oh, yeah. um, what was your one? Did you choose one for the year? Okay. So the teacher always like gives herself the shortest shrift. It took me until this week to finally decide what my word was. Oh, wow. Was. Cool. And it, it turned out that it was the word that I had originally thought it was going to be, oh. which is observe. Ah. I, I have a thing about observation, and I think most people who draw or photograph or are artists in any way, whether they're writers or what, however their medium, whatever their medium is, I think most artists or artistic and creative people are good observers. Because we're taking what we observe and translating it onto the page in one way or another, a sculpture, a piece of music. And I chose observe and then started to think, oh, you know, it's kind of passive. Maybe I want something more active. Maybe I should, I should, you know, I've been, I've been doing word theme words for more than a decade and they're almost always verbs and they're usually kind of active and have multiple meanings. And sometimes they're verbs that can also be nouns. And observe, I don't know, it, it is a little bit quiet sounding, just looking at something. But observe also means to observe traditions or rituals or holidays or um, to participate in things. And so I, I switched around multiple times <laughs> to all different words. Every time I taught that class, and I taught it three times, I came up with a different word. But finally observe just kept coming back into my mind. And I don't even remember what the other choices were at this point. It became observe. So finally, this week, I have finally ordered my one word tag from Erin, who collaborated oh, on the good. class with me. She's a jeweler in where, Waka, Wakamatsu. Where is she? 
I don't know, somewhere in the west of Japan. Um, Wakamatsu. <laughs> where is she? Wakayama. Wakayama? Yeah. I think she, yeah, she's near Osaka, right? right. Waka, waka, just, waka. Just, just inside the Wakayama prefecture, I think. Yeah. And <laughs> where is Wakamatsu? I don't know. It's a town somewhere. I use a Wakamatsu is near here, there... but anyway. <laughs> Okay. Yes. So she, yeah. So she's in Wakayama, and um, she collaborated with this um, workshop that happened over November, December, and January. Made tags with everybody's name on them, or name word on them. So uh, have you have you ordered and received yours yet, Jane? Yes, I have. I have. Yes, I was probably on the ball and had mine delivered just after New Year, so I was good to go. And where are you? Where are you keeping it? Uh, your- so I've actually had her tags for a few years now. Mm. This must be my third year of having a tag from Erin. Um, so she's at Off on a Whim. That's her business name if you're interested in these tags. So I keep mine on my wallet. So every time I open it to get out some money or a card or whatever, because we still use wallets here in Japan and we still use cash. Uh. So it's on there. So I see it most days when I pull out my my wallet to do something. Nice. Now, do you have all three or all of the words still on your wallet? Yeah, I do. I'm sort of collecting them in one place. So, yeah, it's nice to see them there. Is it it starting to form a collection? Yeah, it's getting a bit collection-y. And and do do they relate to each other in any way? The, the words that you have on your wallet now? Um, they are all on a sort of similar vein. I think one was um, sparkle. That was a few years ago was a Ooh. word that I had. My word of the year. And that di- word didn't really go so well for me because radiant and sparkle are a little bit different. They're they're almost – someone say, no, they're pretty much the same. And I'm like, no, no. there's a lot more – sort of necessary in the old sparkle word that is sort of no it's different so i think with radiant i'm sort of more on the on the on point with what i'm trying to achieve with it whereas sparkle words kind of just stress me out <laughs> i was like i'm not sparkling <laughs> oh no how terrible <laughs> yeah i think that wasn't a great choice that year and things in that respect didn't go too well and that was frustrating but whereas this one i'm like how can i just be more radiant well Wash my face. Done. Yay. <laughs> or go for a walk. Yeah, I'm feeling better already. Yeah. It's keeping keeping the expectations low, I think, is important this year. <laughs> I but think not it's so low that we we you know don't do anything. But just yeah, really lowering expectations, I think it's gonna help this year. Yeah, I have I have been learning that I just can't do it all. I have a lot of things that I wanna do. I have lists and things up on the bulletin board in front of me and stuff on the computer and dreams of books that I'd like to write. But those are probably not dreams. Those will probably get written. But so many other things that I'm like, yeah, you know, I should I should take these classes and turn them into into like a video course that people can download. Oh, come on, Kristen, you are not going to get time to do that. When are you going to do that? You're not going to do it. Just put it aside. <laughs> I have been coaching myself pretty hard lately about stop trying to do everything. Mm. Just do the things. Let yourself have some breathing room. Let yourself enjoy the time in between things. It's okay to not constantly be doing things, but it's very hard to slow down. (laughs) I want to do all the things. It sounds like you're just have like so many ideas bubbling up on a daily basis. And if you're, I know creative people like similar sort of things, struggling to not do all the things that, that are popping up for them. Yeah. yeah. It can be a real struggle if you really want to do these things. And I, and I do try to do them. And then I end up with half finished things, which make me feel guilty. And like, Oh, Oh, I haven't finished that yet. Oh, I want to st- behind me in the room where I am right now are four canvases that I've painted the backgrounds of, but have not actually done the rest of. And on a daily basis, I walk into my studio and I look at them and I think I should find some time to just do one of them. I I know what I want to put on them. I just haven't found the time. (sighs) I still haven't found the time. They've been sitting there for three weeks. Right. 
But well, I'll today, we'll just, yeah. today I'm going to find time to do one. I am. Because <laughs> you've just said it on the Transformations with James exactly. podcast. Exactly. So, so by the time this is be out, a <laughs> yes, by the time this is out, there will be at least one done. Maybe I'll send you a picture. So the I would love to have a listeners, picture. Listeners can share yeah. to see what I'm talking about. Yes. Not just hear me go, I'm going to paint. I'm going to paint today. I have to do it. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. If that's going to help you get some painting happening, then let's do that. I will expect a picture from you uh, before this goes live. Here we go again. It's accountability to someone else. And it's going to work. It's going to work. I will, as soon as we get off this recording, I'm going over there and I'm painting before anything else can get in my way. Brilliant. Because that's what always happens. You know, like I have great intentions Mm. to do something. I teach yoga. I go downstairs. I have some breakfast. I come back upstairs to sit and work on whatever. And then something else, whatever, shows up. A client has a problem and needs my assistance with writing something or doing a website update or – because I do that too. I'm like, I actually do earn money. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not through teaching yoga or art classes, but uh, doing graphic design and illustration and working on websites and writing. Um, yeah, so the, the, the clients come in and need assistance with things and that always screws up my day. (laughs) How dare they (laughs) pay me not to paint? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it sounds like you need to schedule some more time for painting and your schedule, right? And that, that's as important as the clients. It is. It shows up on my list every week and it just doesn't always happen. But I, 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 I swear Hand up in the air that I am going to get off of this podcast and I am going to go paint. Are we done yet? (laughs) (laughs) Can I go now? (laughs) Can I go paint? I'm going to go paint now. (laughs) Well, I'm a little bit envious that, you know, you you can do that. Yeah, you can just like go and paint because I don't know how to paint. Yeah, I couldn't paint anything even if I wanted to. I don't know how to paint either. I just do it. Well, yeah. See, I can't. I'm not even at that point where I can consider myself someone who's allowed to paint. With- you are allowed to paint, Jane. Yeah. I give you permission. If you want to paint, you are allowed to paint. Go steal your kids' paints. I will. find a piece when of they, paper when they get here from Sweden on the slow boat. Yeah, maybe I okay. will do that. Yeah, go go to the hundred yen store. <laughs> go, to, <laughs> go to Daiso. Daiso actually has perfectly fine acrylic paint. It's not fancy. It's not massive quantities, but for a hundred yen, you can get some paint. Get a use the okay. Here's my trick when I'm not sure about something, when I'm feeling like I just use whatever junk I have lying around. So don't paint on a canvas, go get an Amazon box. You know how they have the inside piece that's nice and flat, usually where the it's the product is, but they do, yeah. Those are fantastic to paint on. Use them, it's trash. What can you do with trash? Yeah, you know, like it's not important. Exactly. And it's obviously not an important thing. So if you paint on a piece of trash, then it's okay. It doesn't matter if you mess it up or if you're figuring things out or experimenting or trying something. And if it turns out good, trash can be hung on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) It can. So that's my my trick for myself. And I, I think it works for a lot of people. Like, don't use fancy art stuff. Just use whatever. You got a ballpoint pen? That'll work. Mm -hmm. You have office paper? That'll work. Amazon box? Perfect. Packing paper? Yeah. Just use whatever you have around and don't worry about it trying to be fine art. Just enjoy the process of the painting or the drawing or whatever. Mm. Okay. It's very freeing. So, okay. That's that's excellent, excellent advice. Now, the next problem I just want to ask you... Would, what, so what do I paint then? How do I, I don't know what to paint. Don't I paint anything. Can't paint. You don't have to be painting represent, representational stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't say I'm going to paint a picture of my dog. Tell yourself you're going to paint what your dog's barking sounds like, hmm. or you're going to paint. Okay, we did color mixing in that in the one little word class, right? When you drew your sky. So think about um recently I've been on this this kick of what color is love? Take your paints and mix them up 
and paint the color of love. Maybe it's streaky. Maybe it's blotchy. Maybe it's a gradient. Maybe it's a sunset. Or maybe it's just like the exact shade of goldenrod yellow of your mother's refrigerator when you were six years old. Mm-hmm. Do something like that. Don't try to make yourself into, you know, a portrait, a portraitist <laughs> yeah. or a classical landscape painter. You don't have to be in order to do art and enjoy it. Okay. That's really helpful. So paint the color of insert your feeling or yeah, it could be love, could be paint. Yeah. What does the color of my dog's barking look like? Yeah. What right, does the or, color or... Of, of my love for my children look like? Or what does the exactly. color of, or what does, yeah, what might um, this feeling that I'm feeling right now look like if I put it in paint on this piece right. of cardboard today? What shape, mm. what color, what, like abstractions are, you can't, they can't be wrong. And so you get immediate success as an artist when you become an abstract artist. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's awesome advice for us non-artists who are, yeah, want to get over that calling ourselves non-artists because, yeah. yeah, anyone can be an artist, right? Everybody has creativity. Yeah. It's like ev- everyone can dance and everyone can sing. Everyone can do art. I am fully convinced of it. Now, maybe not everybody can do the math and science that's required to send a rocket to the moon, um, but we can all dance and sing and make art. We can make food. We can enjoy our lives. Mm. You know, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do things right or to make them look good for the rest of the world. Ooh, this has got to look nice (laughs) so that... I can, you know, I look good on Instagram or I like, I love the fact that this is just talking. I don't have to think about, am I gesturing too much? Is my head all weird? (laughs) (laughs) I can just talk and that's good. It's sort of freeing. Yeah. This is why we do not record video. I gave up videoing this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're all on zoom way too much anyway. I'm yeah. I'm happy just to be a, a disembodied voice. (laughs) yeah that's so helpful thank you so much for that um advice as a more seasoned artist than some of us beginner artists over here and i'm going to go and do that i'm going to go and find an amazon a piece of cardboard from my stash of amazon boxes (laughs) and some paint from yeah wherever and a paintbrush and paint something yeah paint uh, is really fun because it's hard to control yeah. Where like if you have a pen or pencil, we've been using pens and pencils in our lives since we were children and we feel like we have or should have control over them. And yet we don't, but the perception mm. is that we do or we should. With paint, paint blobs everywhere. It's too thick, it's too thin, it starts to drip, it won't drip, it gets stuck on the end of your brush, suddenly it's all over your hand. Mm, <laughs> it's not yeah. where you want it. And that's part of the fun of paint. I really enjoy painting because, I mean, I suppose if you are a proper capital A artist, fine artist with your MFA from a well-reputed university, you probably know how to make the paint do what you want. But not me, not so much. (laughs) A lot of my paintings are are more um, Bob Ross-style happy accidents, and that's okay. (laughs) And they're not even Bob Ross-style. They're just, you know, the sound of my cat or... Or the the idea of traffic rushing past my window. I love or that. The... Okay. Yeah, I have to say, like, after joining your class last time, I was just had this huge feeling of satisfaction after I'd finished, even though, you know, I had drawn one circle with some shading in it. But I had this huge feeling of, oh, I created something today, and that was super satisfying. So, yeah, if you want to join in any of Kristen's classes, you can check out the links in the show notes for – What's coming up in March? Are the next classes available? Equinox. What's happening on Equinox? It's going uh, to be... Tangle Art. Tangle Art, that's right. Yes. Tangle Art in the Equinox. Um, that's a very... It's not a spooky kind of year, but it is a time of year when in the Japanese in Japanese culture, the, this world and the spirit world come very close together. There's a very thin veil between the two worlds. So I think Tangle Art is a brilliant chance to 
maybe get some messages from the other side if you're into that or some messages from your subconscious, etc. What do you think? Do you think I'm just talking nonsense here? <laughs> oh, no, no, that's exactly true. Every time you draw, you end up with messages from your inner self or maybe channeled through your inner self from somebody out there. I think that, yeah, for me, doing art isn't so much about the art that I end up with, which sometimes I'm quite proud of. I'm like, wow, this really looks good. I like the way this turned out. And a lot of times I'm like, wow, I really like what I learned about myself while I painted mm. this or drew this or or doodled, you know, like, yeah, the messages for me are more important than the art itself. Mm. That is very cool. And that is a fantastic note for us to end our conversation today. I can go paint? You can go paint now. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) And I hope we've inspired a few other people out there to pick up some paintbrushes or some pencils or whatever and create something. Give yourself a chance to, yeah, tap into that, to to stop the world for a moment and enjoy just being where you are. Thank you so much, Kristen. It was lovely to have you on today. It was a delight to be a disembodied voice with you, Jane. Thank you. (laughs) And we'll look forward to seeing you, seeing your um, artwork soon. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. So that was Kristen McQuillan. She is an artist, a yoga teacher, and many, many other things living in rural Chiba. If you want to take advantage of joining her yoga class. That sounds amazing. Every morning at 7 a.m. Japan time. You can check out the link in the show notes for that. Her Tangle Art class coming up in the equinox, which is mid-March. Um, I can't remember what the Japanese name for that holiday is, but that's that time when we are supposed to visit the ancestors' graves again. Then there's that happening as well. And I hope you'll take some of her advice that she had for just getting started with trying something maybe you you know moved away from art as you've gotten older or maybe you've just never tried before a little bit like me pick up some paint and give yourself yeah just like I said stop the world for a moment just focus on what you're doing and yeah see what what the color of your dog's bark is that sounds interesting if you have been following me on Instagram you will know that I have a dog he's a miniature schnauzer which is one of those gray granddad looking dogs. But he has this terrific bark on him and he barks at lots of things. And he's actually been very good today and not barked during this episode. So I'm very grateful for that. But yeah, I'm interested to think about what the color of his bark might be, maybe might look like. So thank you so much for joining us today. And I will have more episodes coming for you pretty much every week for the next few weeks. I have got some amazing guests lined up. And uh, next, uh, hopefully, I will be bringing you a wonderful guest uh, who actually got a mention in this episode. Her name is Tracy. And we'll be talking about what uh, her life is like and uh, the business that she has in Tokyo and some of the challenges she's had during COVID. So I'm really looking forward to having her, uh, Tracy Northcott, that is, come on the show next. So stay tuned. And thank you so much for joining us. See you again soon. Bye-bye.